the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. This is Nick Phillips, and welcome to another edition of The Advocate, and I'm here with... Kathy Lux. Hi, Kathy. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Uh, spring is finally getting closer to us. Yeah. I know everything is blooming. Oh, thank goodness we Bottom. made it made it through the winter. Yes. Well, today we're going to be talking about World War II in in a different way. We're going to be talking about World War II from the standpoint of what it was like to be an average American young couple caught up in the war. It sounds like a wartime movie or something. It, it and and quite a love story, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, with us today we have Kathy. Uh, Kazanek, uh, who wrote a book called Always Remembering. And Kathy, thank you for joining us. Yes, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Now, the the book, Kathy, the story is really a story about your mom and dad, right? It is, yes. Well, how how did you come about this story? Because it's uh, it's an interesting story that captured my imagination because I've seen a lot of World War II movies and read a lot of World War II books. And we talk about what the generals and admirals are doing and what the different governments are doing. But um, I, I never had the chance to really see what it was like being an average American swept up in the war and uh, to do it this way. You're, you're telling the story of the courting, literally, of your mom and dad during the war. Yeah. And tell us, how did you go about researching the story? What did you find? Well, um, uh, after my dad had passed away, uh, I found a diary, or actually my mother found a diary. And it's the first time I had ever seen this diary. And I started to go through it and read it, and I was just, I was fascinated by it. And it was like, this, I, I you know, heard things I'd never heard before. And then, um, you know, years later when my mother died, um, I had garnered all of the letters that my father had sent her during the war. And a bunch of other memorabilia that he had held on to from that era. And I just, I didn't know where I was going with it, but I just knew there was a story there. Uh, there was a story that had to be told about these average people. You know, I mean, they weren't special. They were everyday heroes, though, uh, in, in my opinion, because they represented everybody that lived back then, you know, uh, there, you know, somebody's grandmother, somebody's father, somebody's mother, grandmother, and I just wanted to tell the story of these ordinary people, uh, so that you know what they went through uh, wasn't for anything that there was, you know, that they could have leave some legacy behind. And so, Kathy, was it your dad's diary or was it your mother's diary? It was my dad's diary, and it was the, it was a war a diary that he kept specifically during the war, uh-huh. so it it only covered the time that he was in the war. I see. Well, you know, with with the story and talking to your mother, did you have a chance to talk to your mother about the story? And while you uh, were you writing the book while your mother was alive and contributing for you? No, no. This all occurred after they were both gone. But uh, my mother was a great storyteller. Uh, from the since I was as little as I can remember, my mother would just tell me stories. She would tell me about her and my dad courting. She would tell me about, you know, my dad, 
her, what she, what, what it was like when she was growing up, what she did. And so all these years I had all these stories. And then it wasn't until after they had passed that I started to put those stories together with my dad's diary, with the letters my dad wrote. And then there was some gap in there that I didn't have a lot of the information that I needed. And I, I, I wanted to get mm-hmm, to the mm-hmm. as possible. Well, yeah. let me interrupt for a moment. We're talking to Kathy Kazanek. She's the author of Always Remembering, a World War II love story about her parents. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words with Kathy Kazanek and Kathy Lux and uh, Nick Phillips. We'll be back. Don't go away. We'll take Stay a short with break. us. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with Kathy Lux. And we're talking to uh, Kathy Kazanek, who wrote a book called Always Remembering, a World War II love story about her mom and dad, which uh, she happened to discover. Apparently, she wrote it after her parents both died. Uh, but, uh, Kathy, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you. The title of the book, Always Remembering, how, how do you come up with that title? Well, when my father wrote all these letters, uh, he always signed them, always remembering, never forgetting, loving you forever. And so it was because of the way he signed his letters, but it also has to do with memories is a very important theme in this book. It was they needed to hold on to their memories because of the distance between them. They hadn't talked to each other. They hadn't seen each other. And it was only the memories, really, that kept their relationship alive until they were reunited after the war. Mm-hmm. Well, the, uh, the the whole concept of the war, I, I really enjoyed, I stuck with the book, uh, because it was just an interesting way of looking into what was life like during the war for average people. And I know that millions and millions of Americans were swept up in the war, and um, their average days were pretty much as described by uh, your, your mom and dad, who at the time... Your mother's name was that Helen? Yes. And your dad's was Mike? Yes. I got to watch those names float around through that book for all <laughs> those pages. But the uh, the interesting thing was the kind of advice your mother was getting from her family when uh, they were, it seemed like at times they were interfering with her relationship with Mike. They were. They were. How, how did that, you know, since you knew the family, you, you knew the players, uh, how was that going during that time? What what did you feel about uh, oh, how your mother was being given different advice as to whether she should stick with Mike or go with somebody else or not marry Mary and all these kinds of things? What kind of conflict did you see there? I, I think that maybe part of it was, you know, they saw a lot of people that never came back. And I don't know if it was they were facing the reality of, he may never come back and this was their way of preparing her or, you know, like, you know, instead of like waiting, we don't know how long this war is going to go on. You know, maybe you should go a different direction. So I I think that the advice was not good, um, you know, and very meddling, but I'm, I'm thinking that maybe that might've been part of the reason behind it. You, you talked about a gap, Kathy, that, that there was. Um, how, how did you fill that gap? How did you find information? 
Well, I did a lot of research. Um, I actually interviewed some people from that era, uh, from World War II, and I interviewed a medic in, and from World War II. And so I tried to get, you know, their feel on all this stuff. I also uh, went to, to the uh, Library of Congress, and they have a section where people can submit stories, just handwritten stories, one or two pages of what they would like people to remember of their memories from World War II. And I was able to actually find people that were in my dad's division, and, and, and actually those were actually in his company. And I read through those, and they, they filled in a lot of the gaps or either confirmed a lot of the stuff that, that I had, you know, put in there. And so I, I thought that that helped. In fact, one of the people that um, I had read actually mentioned my father by name and had told this story about what they had gone through in this particular time in World War II. And so I incorporated that story into the book. So um, that that was great. And like I said, magazine articles and doing history on the 42nd Rainbow Division itself. So all I took all of that, and then that helps fill in the gaps. How long was your dad away? He was away for three and a half years. Okay. And lucky for you, they got together after the war. Yes. <laughs> or else you wouldn't be here. <laughs> you know, we, we all have this. I, I had an experience where I was um, being given an award as a veteran, and uh, I had my World War II veteran father there with me, and uh, when I was recognized and I was being introduced and all of that, and I was given the floor to make some comments, the, the first thing I did was to recognize the, the real hero, and that was my father who spent his time during World War II fighting in World War II. And uh, yeah. the, the fact that he was there, he got a standing ovation, which <laughs> he thoroughly loved uh, because um, you know there were so many people involved. He told me, as a World War II veteran, that when he came out of the war, it was no big thing to be a veteran because everybody was veteran, mm-hmm. one way or the other, the military people coming out of the war. Uh, and that he lived into his late 90s, he thought was very special because uh, he was able to see and experience the recognition from everyone else who appreciated the greatest generation, which represented your mother and father, Kathy. And that's, again, reading the book about what it was like living back in the 1940s in the United States and also being in the war uh, without listening to uh, any of the generals or the politicians, but listening to average people as to how the war was affecting them was something. There was one story you had, uh, one of the side stories. Your, Your mother, of course, Mike, who ended up being your father, was a suitor of your mother, but yeah. uh, she had another suitor, I call suitor number two, uh, <laughs> that you, you mentioned in the book. Tell us about that story. Uh, well, my mother had been dating this, this gentleman. His name was Adam. and But my father had had his eyes on my mother for a long time, and she just didn't want to go out with him. She just, I don't, you know, they didn't click. But my dad kept pursuing her, and she was dating both of these guys at the same time. Until she finally, you know, decided that, you know, she was in love with my dad. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. But, uh, yeah, she, she, you know, initially said that I wouldn't marry him if he was the last man on earth. <laughs> um, and those words, uh, you know, 
did not come to fruition because she did marry him. And uh, I'm glad for that because <laughs> uh, my dad was my hero. And so how long after he returned from the war was it before they actually married? A couple months. Wow. He came back in March and they married in May. <laughs> yeah. Well, going, going back to the second suitor, uh, the fact that this other boyfriend, he, I, I remember you mentioned in the story one time that he proposed to your mother that if Mike doesn't survive the war and doesn't come back, he'll be there for her. And right. that, that struck me as being quite profound because they all seem to deal with that kind of reality as a matter of fact, kind of fact of life. Uh, people are getting killed all the time and you may be killed, so... Uh, but I think what I recall also is that your mother never knew this, but um, after she passed away, I think it was discovered that the second suitor, uh, he died, right? Yes, he did. And Well, she, she knew he died. Um, didn't know but, how, uh, huh? Right. And, tell, tell us. Uh, I know the answer to the story, but tell me how, how that all went. Uh, did you say don't tell you the story? Or? No, no, do tell me the story. Oh, uh, well, I mean, he, my mother had gotten engaged and she would still keep corresponding with, you know, Adam. And she wrote him a letter that said she had, you know, become engaged to my father. And it was shortly after that that uh, he committed suicide. But oh my she goodness. never knew. She never knew that he committed suicide. Um, and I never knew that. My mother never told me that. It was in finding, like, again, in the research I did, I got his records, and I had found out in his records that was how he died. We don't know why, but my assumption was that, um, you know, maybe he was just heartbroken from the fact that now she became engaged to my father. And, and that's quite possible, because in, in reading the stories, and reading the letters, uh, the way you lay out your book, you have some narrative, but then you intersperse it with... Uh, copies of the letters that your father would be sending to your mother. Again, actually, this soldier sending to his girlfriend, actually, because they weren't your mom and dad yet. But right. uh, in, in reading the stories, uh, reading the letters, you, you could actually see how much that the soldiers in Europe so heavily depended upon these relationships they had with uh, their, their girlfriends, for the most part, and as these relationships were being tested by the passage of time and distance, uh, made it very, um, I guess, uh, anxious for your for your dad, always asking, uh, "Do you still love me? Do you still like me? At least, do you still write me?" <laughs> you know, the, uh, right, right. the the fact that it struck me also that we didn't have email uh, back in World War Two, and uh, there were sometimes that you're. Uh, Dad, you know, Mike didn't receive letters for a long time. How did how did that play? Uh, it, it, you know, he, he had talked about that 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 had really bothered him because he had saw so many of the, you know, other soldiers that got these like dear John letters, or that they got you know they they their girlfriend or wife left them or whatever. Oh yeah, the dear the yeah. dear John letters. We're going to take a short break. We're talking to uh, Kathy. Uh, Kazanek and talking about her mom and dad during World War II and her book called Always Remembering. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words for our final segment. It's Kathy. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Hi, this is Nick Phillips. Welcome back to our final segment of The Advocate, along with... Kathy Lux. And also today we have uh, Kathy Kazanek, the author and daughter of a World War II loving couple. And so, and I have a question, Kathy. What, did you read the letters only after your parents passed away, or did you get to see the letters before? I did get to see them before. And... um, it was interesting because it, that was a good thing because I know that after I'd read a couple of them, I had asked my mom some questions. And so, you know, but that at the time that I did read those, this, you know, writing a book was not on my radar. It mm-hmm. was just, I was thrilled to sort of see that side of my dad. You know, he was very loving and, you know, compassionate. And, and like, I got to know the relationship a little bit better. And it got me a chance to ask my mom uh, some questions, but I didn't read all of them until after they had passed I see. and and put them all together. That, I, I think that's amazing. I, I think that would be an amazing thing to be able to to read those of your parents. Uh, K- Kathy, for people to read the book, what do you hope they'll get out of it and why should they read it? Well, well first off, uh, I wanted to honor my mom and dad, but I wanted to honor everybody, all of the people that served during that era, and, you know, most of those people are gone, and I don't want them to be forgotten because there were, all of those people shaped America during that time, mm-hmm. and they went through a, a very heartaches, a lot of heartaches, and, and I would just like people to recognize not just World War II veterans, but all veterans, and the sacrifices that they put on the line, and under also understand how much difficult it was during that time when there was no emails. No, you know, Zoom meetings, no FaceTime, that, it, it, you know, like that the, the lost art of letter writing. I just think it's so great. And I would just like people to appreciate that error and appreciate the people that lived back then. I, th- I think um, I, th- I think at this time uh, in our country, it's really important for people to really understand how everyone in the past fought for our freedom you know and and the freedom is so precious and um I, I think a book like that would help people recognize your book would help people recognize the importance of of uh, and, and what and the cost of of so many to get us to where we are yeah it came at a price exactly and, um, it makes me appreciate my freedom and i know my dad appreciated it until the day he died. He was such a patriot. And we need to remember all all the sufferings of all of these people, mm-hmm. all the people that died and the ones that survived and had to deal with, you know, their situation. Sure. Well, it is a, it's a great book. I don't want to say it was necessarily fun to read, but I enjoyed it, so I guess it was fun to read because you really step right into what it's like living in the 1940s and uh, seeing what, the war was like and how it affected every everybody's lives. And you certainly got that feeling that it affected everybody's life. Mm-hmm. Whether you were here in the United States working for the defense plant or whether you were out there in uh, in Italy with the army uh, fighting fighting the Germans. War is not right. a good, good thing, but it, it's a great look. So it's a great read. And uh, where can they get the book anywhere, I assume, right? Uh, Barnes & Noble and Amazon. And it's called Always Remembering. And uh, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us today. 
Uh, Kathy Kasnick, thank you for putting that book together for our pleasure. It's a great story. Well, thank you, and thank you for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a great, healthy, and safe week. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. In a dream Or in my drifting days After the war I found a tea room North of the Mozambique shore Three-star general Michael J. Flynn Head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency Knew all the government's dirty secrets He was one of the most respected generals In the military Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to He understood its funding He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors This set off alarm bells The explosive new documentary Flynn Deliver the truth Whatever the cost And covers the facts Behind this scandal Flynn told the truth He was the most dangerous person For Donald Trump to hire I find out The worst enemy That I'm going to face In my life Is right here In America They took my assessment And they wanted me To change it I was like I'm not changing it They had to get rid of Flynn With in-depth interviews Archival footage And never before seen Personal records Of the man behind The headlines I just felt like I was drowning Flynn delivered for the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.